Check. One, two. We're rolling, mama. What do you think, Ma? Are you happy? On the road again. Just can't wait to get on the road again. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Boy, do we have a whale of a show this week, Mommy. It's huge. I'm all excited about it. And I'm back to myself again, my happy self. I uh, have to re-listen to the show, you know, to edit it when we're done. I thought, gosh, I sound angry and paranoid. So I wanted to let everybody know I'm back to my normal happy paranoid self. (laughs) If you're a regular listener, you know we have a very structured show. So for old and new listeners alike, the breakdown is This Week in History birthdays, deaths, and bad news section, Mom. Current events, and of course, the true crime portion, what we're watching and doing, announcements and shout-outs. And at the end of the show this week, we're doing high-fidelity movie trivia. We're doing it at the end, just in case you don't like the movie High Fidelity and you don't know what we're talking about. Okay, enough is enough, Mom, right? Right. People want to be entertained. They don't want to hear a bunch of stuff. Right. Okay, let's get on with the show. Okay, this week in history, Mommy, are you ready? I'm ready. Go for it. May 4th, 1970, four student anti-war protesters were killed at Kent State University by Ohio National Guardsmen. Do you remember that? I remember that. What were you doing? I don't remember it that flat <laughs> clearly, but I do know it was on the news every night, and people mm. were talking about, do we let our kids go to college? Why should mm. we send our kids off away to a school when... The government is intervening and shooting our children. Wow. Gosh. The only thing I remember about it is they mentioned it in the movie Forrest Gump. Really? That was a pretty significant news item back then. Yeah. um, Forrest and... No, it wasn't in Forrest Gump. It was in um, Born on the Fourth of July. Oh, yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. May 5th, Mom. Cinco de Mayo. Celebrated in Mexico as Cinco de Mayo, a national holiday in remembrance of the Battle of Puebla in 1862, in which Mexican troops outnumbered three to one, defeated the invading French forces of Napoleon III. Oh, did not know that. Did not know that. If I knew it, I'd forgotten it. Right. May 6th, Mommy, 1937. The Hindenburg crashed in Lakehurst, New Jersey. Remember that? No, no, I don't remember that. You weren't alive. That was, right. That was way before my time. A picture of the Hindenburg was used for the cover of the debut album of the band Led Zeppelin, released January 12th, 1969. May 10th, 1908, the first Mother's Day observance took place in West Virginia and Pennsylvania. Hmm. Didn't know that. I did not know that. Who's that? Who's that impersonation of? I did not know that. I did not know that. I give up. Johnny Carson. Oh, that's right. Yeah. He used to say that. Mm -hmm. Philadelphia is known as the city of brotherly love, but it could also be known as the city of motherly love. That is because Mother's Day was founded by Philadelphian Ann Jarvis in 1908. First officially observed in 1908, it honored motherhood and family life at the same time of raising feminist activism. An early supporter was John Wanamaker. Mother's Day was given federal recognition in 1914. Let me tell you guys, if you're a guy that supports women and feminism and all that, you're going to get laid a lot. So it's good (laughs) to support women, right? John uh, Wanamaker, I can't even tell you. He probably had so much fun. Okay. Oh, and reminder, Mother's Day is coming up on Sunday, May 12th, Mommy. So we got to remind our listeners to get their gifts and cards and take your ma somewhere nice. Ma, what do you want to do for Mother's Day? I want to go down by the river. All right. A river, any river. We have multiple rivers in our town. Uh, Take uh, the Blue Ridge Parkway till we find a waterfall or a river. Mm. Or maybe drive up toward Boone and Blowing Rock. Boone, yeah. So you want some adventure and see pretty stuff and play in the river. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. That's all I want. Where do you Maybe want to go? Maybe a little picnic. 
Yeah, okay, good. Okay, Ma, we're on to the next part of our show. Birthdays. This is big. Guess who's got a birthday coming up on Tuesday? Moi. Okay. May 1st, Mommy, Jamie Dorian from The Fall with Gillian Anderson and Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah. He's going to be 37 on May 1st. Oh. May 3rd. Yesterday. Yesterday. Two days ago. Mm-hmm. May 3rd, 1936, Engelbert Humperdinck. He'll be 84, Mom. Oh, my. He's been around forever. You saw him in concert. Yeah, several times. Mm -hmm. May 3rd, 1964, Winona Judd. One of the singers in The Judds and uh, sisters with Ashley Judd, the actress. She's going to be 55, Mommy. We love her. Right. And that's what date? May 3rd, 1964. Yeah. Okay, here's one that I didn't like, but I just put it in. May 6th. George Clooney, Mom. It's okay. I don't... Normally, I don't like to talk bad about people, but I don't like George Clooney. I really don't like him, and I don't know why. Ugh. He's going to be 58. God. May 6, 1915, Orson Welles, actor-director of War of the World's Radio Hoax in 1938, and Citizen Kane. He had people convinced the world was coming to an end. I've heard so many different theories about that. And they've made movies on top of movies about that. Tom Cruise, War of the Worlds, love it. Mm -hmm. Tom Cruise is actually a good actor. I mean, he's kind of freaky, and that Scientology thing kind of scares me, but, you know, maybe Scientology's great. Well, just what do I know? Don't you don't have to agree with everything for everybody. He likes it, you don't. So that's it. But he is a good actor. Yeah. And so, who cares if he's Scientology? I don't care. I don't care. You're right. I go to the movies to be entertained, not to get some kind of message. Mm, God, I wish I could do that. Okay, May seventh, nineteen seventy-eight. I Me. think I know a girl that was born on that Me. day. Mom, guess how old I'm going to be? 41. Yep. I'm going to be 41 years old, May 7th. I remember that day like it was yesterday. I'm sure you do. I can't imagine. Okay. May 8th, 1964. Melissa Gilbert, actress best known for playing Laura Ingalls on Little House of the Prairie, sister of Sarah Gilbert from The Connors, a.k.a. Roseanne. They are sisters? Yeah, Melissa Gilbert is older sister of Sarah Gilbert. Oh, the whole, their grandfather did um, To the Moon, The Honeymooners. Sarah Gilbert's grandfather did The Honeymooners. They're old Hollywood. Oh, yeah. The Honeymooners was done by Jackie Gleason. Well, I mean, Frank. Sarah Gilbert and Melissa Gilbert's grandfather was involved. He was like oh. a writer or something. Oh, I see. Oh, yeah, they're old Hollywood, Mom. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. But I graduated from high school in June of 1964. Okay, so she was born, and then you graduated high school. Yeah. There. Controversial rapper Takashi69, birthday, May 8th. He'll be 23. I know you don't know who he is, Mom. I don't have a clue. We have a a little bit we do called um, Pop Culture Surprise, and I was going to show Mom a Takashi69 music video, but I just couldn't bring myself to it. No, I'm not interested. It's something that I don't think you'd be able to handle. But anyways, he's still in prison. And I'm not getting... And what did he do? Oh, Mom, we could do a whole episode on Takashi. Is it drugs or murder or... <laughs> All the above. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was heavily involved in gang activity and has some questionable sexual things, and our dog is breathing heavy. I, I don't know why. Sorry if you're hearing it. Maybe that's me. It <laughs> no, it's him. He's old. I hope he doesn't die during taping. Mm, don't you even think about it, Shiggy. Shiggy, just go lay down. On to the next part of our show, death and bad news section. That's Chewbacca. That's Chewie. Mom. Star Wars, Chewie. Oh, okay. You know where this is going. Yeah. Kicking off the death and bad news section is, of course, the death of Peter Mayhew, the original voice of Chewbacca. He was 74, Mommy. I wonder how he got that part in that movie. Did he just have to go and they said, make some funny noises? <laughs> and they liked this one? Or? God, I shudder to think what happened back in those days. Interesting. 
The family of Peter Mayhew announced Thursday that the actor died Tuesday at the age of 74. Mayhew played Chewbacca in the original Star Wars trilogy, Episode 3, and the blah 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 and some crap. He put his heart and soul into the role of Chewbacca, and it showed in every frame of the films. From his knock-kneed running, firing his bow caster from the hip, his bright blue eyes, down to each subtle movement of his head and mouth, end quote. His family said in a statement, but to him, Star Wars family meant so much more than just a role in the film. Mm. Peebo Bryson had a heart attack, Mommy. I don't know who that is. He's an R&B singer, and he also does sing for Disney. Uh, that song, A Whole New World from Aladdin, that was him. A whole new world. Everybody mm. knows that. Yeah, right. That's Peebo Bryson. He had a heart attack, but he survived the heart attack, but he canceled some shows to, like, chill out get some rest good for him john singleton mommy is dead at 51 he was best known for directing the movie boys in the hood yeah that was his first movie and he was a young guy like 25 wow young i like that movie i saw it when it came out larry king the older news guy he had a heart attack too mom yeah i know he's it didn't say anything about it on the news but he's had several he's had heart condition for a while really this is not his first rodeo mm, okay we're on to our current events section, Mom. The show just moves on, moves on, moves on, right? right? Just right. keep it going. We don't want to be bored. Right. Move it, move it, move it. Okay. Kicking off our current events section, Russian spy whale found. Oh, I love this story. <laughs> yeah. I love this story. Crazy. And he's like an albino whale. That's crazy, Mom. Okay. I think it was some kind of scientific organization like OSHA ocean world or something put it out there with that counter on him to see where he's been how long it's just some kind of new uh, tracking method well let's see mom in copenhagen denmark a beluga whale found in arctic norway wearing a harness that suggests links to a military facility in russia is so tame that residents can pet the mammal on the nose the white whale found frolicking in the frigid harbor of some place that I can't pronounce. Blah, 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 and this and that. The whale is so tame that when you call it, it comes to you. But how do they know they tracked it to a Russian scientific organization? Um, it could have been the United States uh, by uh, oceanographic. The whale was found with a tight harness reading Equipment St. Petersburg in oh. English. <laughs> St. Petersburg, well, hey, they got an aquarium in St. Petersburg, Florida. (laughs) He might have escaped. The talk in this hamlet is that it could have escaped from a Russian military facility or even have swam from St. Petersburg, Florida because of the English language text. It was not immediately known whether any of the dolphin and whale facilities in St. Petersburg were missing a beluga whale. On Friday, a fisherman jumped into the frigid, frigid Arctic water to remove the harness, which has a mount for a camera from the whale. It wasn't clear why the strap was attached to the animal. I'd like to know the ending to that story. I'd like to know where it came from. I'd like for them to study that and decide where that came from and what is it about. It could be not anything to do with spine, just some kind of uh, rain uh, gauge or something. You know? <laughs> yeah, I really don't know. I mean, I don't trust, as we know, I don't trust no one. No. I think it's a spy thing from whoever. Right. I mean, who even cares? Norway, Denmark. Yeah. And they're completely neutral. Yeah. So there we go. Okay. Oh, yes. For your paranoia fix, people, United Airlines covers up seat cameras following passenger privacy outrage. Now get this, people. You know when you're on a flight. And there's a TV in front of you that you can watch movies on? Yes. Nobody knew that there's cameras in those. Who cares? Mom. I don't care that there's cameras on there. Mom. I'm not going to be doing anything but watching the movie. And I don't want... It doesn't matter to me. They could put cameras overhead, underneath, beside. I don't care. I'm not going to do uh, anything that's... Mom does uh, not speak for both of us. <laughs> United Airlines has covered up cameras embedded in the entertainment systems on the back of plane seats in response to passenger privacy concerns. The cameras were included in the -the off-the-shelf screen and entertainment products the airline purchased. United Airlines was quick to respond to requests concerning the cameras uprising 
given the airline's recent PR disasters relating to the violent removal of a passenger by security and death of a, of a puppy that staff insisted be stowed in the overhead bin. See, I'm glad they got cameras on there. Give you answers to these things. <laughs> so, Mom, you're solution to the cameras just to make sure your hair looks good right <laughs> nah. hey i love your point of view i mean mine's the total opposite but we can all learn something from your point of view yeah right less is more less is more right uh the carrier said that all cameras found in the back of premium seats will now be covered but their purpose was never to monitor passengers rather the cameras were included for possible future applications such as video conferencing yeah, that's good. I think it's a good... If someone was video conferencing next to me, oh my God. And that's why I don't fly. I can't be in a confined space next to someone I don't know because they're an idiot. And they would be chatting about this video conference. Oh, no, no. The whole... so that's how you would be chatting very quietly. Other people would be chatting very loudly. <laughs> right. You and I got sense, Mom. Yeah. Okay, so blah, 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 and this and that. Like, I don't believe anything. Oh, yes. This is pretty interesting. This just broke yesterday, Mommy. You're going to definitely have something to say about this. Burger King takes on McDonald's with range of unhappy meals. <laughs> Mom, I this love is it. crazy. See, Mom and I have that's like That's a meatless hamburger. No, that's the Impossible Burger, Mom. That's Your a different it. related thing I told you about yesterday. Uh-huh. Okay, here we go. The unhappy meal. No one is happy all the time. That's the message Burger King is trying to communicate with a lineup of burger meals focused on quote-unquote real moods to help raise awareness about mental health. Timed to Mental Health Awareness Month in May. Isn't that funny? That's my birthday in May, <laughs> Mental Health Awareness. The real meals include blue meal. That means like depressed, I guess, right? Salty meal. That means like angry. Yes, meal. That means happy. Oh, DGAF meal. Do you know what that means? D G A F. Guess. D G A F. Like if you were texting, so say if you and I were fighting over text, which would never happen. But if we were fighting over text and I sent you D G A F, what would you think? Um, that would be some kind of. Uh negative comments like a dog don't, don't give a oh, I wouldn't say that yeah but that's Burger King's meal mom they include a Whopper french fries and a drink no that's wrong I won't buy that Burger King restaurant understand understands that no one's happy all the time that's why they're asking guests to order a Whopper meal based on how they might be feeling the effort also f- pokes fun at McDonald's which markets happy meals so that's their whole thing. Yeah, that's not much. I wouldn't even give that a second thought. Move on. You don't like it? No, doesn't interest me at all. Okay. The unhappy oh. meal is funny. But when they put it with the... You just don't like the cursing. No, I do not like Mom cursing. Mom doesn't like cursing at all. I don't like cursing. She hates it, in fact. Right. Good thing I don't curse, Mom. Good thing. I'm glad. Okay. So, now, at first I heard about this story... And unfortunately, it didn't interest me. And then I learned something else about the story, and it did interest me. Uh, the cruise ship on quarantine, Mom. Funny that I laugh and say that's funny, but it's not. It's very serious. But can you imagine being on a ship, wandering aimlessly because the, it won't stop and let you off? Here's the thing, Mom. Like I said, I dismissed the story, but then I saw it was a Scientology cruise. Oh, is I didn't know that. I Me didn't neither, that Mom. Part. Right I when just I heard, heard it, it. Was 300 people, and they've been exposed to the measles, and they won't let them off the ship. Because right one crew member got measles. One crew member. There's footage of Tom Cruise on a Scientology cruise, and he is going buck wild, Mom. It's on YouTube. I love it. I kind of obsessed with Scientology and Tom Cruise. Which would have taken advantage of that opportunity that day to go through the Scientology church when we were there. Oh, in L.A.? Yeah. Yeah. Why went in one time? Yeah, you told me about that. Ran out, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was with my roommate. It was scary. They tried to block the door, Mom. That's on another episode. Actually, if you want to hear that story, you can go to our Stalking Kirstie Alley slash Scientology episode. Yeah. Okay. Scientology cruise ship quarantined off St. Lucia coast over measles case. A cruise ship operated by the Church of Scientology. I didn't know that. That's the first I heard of that. 
has been quarantined off the coast of St. Lucia in the Caribbean following a confirmed case of measles on board. Officials on the island nation banned any passengers or crew members from leaving the ship on Tuesday after receiving news of the measles case that morning. In a statement posted on YouTube, Merlene Fredericks James, the something or other, said something. Here's what she said. Measles, we know, is a highly infectious disease. Persons who have been taken note of the news should be aware of the current situation in the United States where the outbreaks of the measles. Uh, Because of the risk of potential infection, not just from the confirmed measles case, but from other persons who may be on the boat at the time, we thought it prudent to make the decision not to let anyone disembark, mommy. God, I would Are pay. they still wandering to aimless, aimlessly floating out there still? 300 passengers and crew members are on board the vessel, which has been named as Free Winds. As of today, it looks like they're still out there. On board, the church hosts a religious retreat ministering the most advanced level of spiritual counseling in the Scientology religion. God, they're out there in uh, brainwashed, open, brainwashed. In open waters. I wonder what's happening. They're probably in international waters, which means the United States can do nothing about it. They, oh my God, I would, if I died right now and God said, what do you want? I would say, I want to know what happens on a Scientology cruise. They'll make a movie out of that. Oh my God. I'm just, oh. Uh, such a mystery on to the next story mom a huge asteroid will squeak by earth in 2029 and you'll be able to see it without a telescope mom that's how close it's going to be i've been on this earth for 72 years and it will be um it's going to be bigger than the earth and it's going to explode the earth and all this mom this is an asteroid and this is asteroid And this is the first asteroid that we'll be able to see without a telescope. Yeah, okay. Roughly a decade from now. God, where are we going to be in a decade, Mom? Hmm. God. I'll be floating on the ocean. (laughs) Ashes. Yeah, right. Roughly a decade from now, a rather sizable space rock is going to have a very close encounter with Earth. On Friday the 13th, no less. On April 13th, 2029, Mom. The asteroid, known as Apophis, will pass by Earth at a distance of just 19,000 miles. That's very close. Yeah, that is close. For a bit of context, the moon is somewhere between 225,000 miles away. So this is going to pass by at 19,000. That's very close, Mom. Very close, yeah. Interesting. Uh, Yes, this is going to be one seriously close shave, but it's going to be a day of celebration for scientists. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And then on the heels of that, uh, NASA all of a sudden's coming out with this thing of, what are we going to do if an asteroid comes to the Earth? So it's kind well, of... They're off a mile or two. That's what I'm saying. I thought, it was <laughs> kinda, I thought it was kind of funny. I mean, I'm not like conspiracy theorizing, but it was funny that that story broke. And then all of a sudden, NASA put this out. What if a killer asteroid were headed towards Earth? NASA plans to find out this week, Mom. We'll look that up on NOAA. And we're not talking about Bruce Willis and Ben Affleck and Liv Tyler, Mom. No. With Aerosmith playing in the background. Right. Think of it as a crash course in adverting asteroid crashes. As part of the 2019 Planetary Defense Conference, NASA will conduct a so-called tabletop exercise designed to show how they would react to the discovery of a fictional asteroid headed our way, Mom. How many movies have they made about fictional asteroids? Lots. Lots. This exercise is being conducted as part of the Federal Action Plan for Defending the Earth Against Asteroids. Shuggy, come here. Boy, he's getting on my nerves today. Yeah, he's wanting attention. (laughs) It will play out over a five-day conference, which begins in College Park, Maryland on Monday and runs through May 3rd. That's today, Mommy. Yeah. Oh, we could have watched it live. Oh, well. Their quote is... Exercises like this have been run at several conferences over the years, and government agencies has also had them. It's definitely worth doing, if only so people are aware of the issues and how complex some of them are. So there they go. They, they're on their last day. I wonder if uh, okay. there was probably a lot of hooking up going on at that science convention. A lot of <laughs> drinking. Mm. Okay, Mom, this one's going to get under your skin because I know what bothers you. Medical bill for nine-year-old girl's snake bite was $142,000. That's robbery. 
That is robbery. Mom gets so... Like, I get about human trafficking and all that stuff. Mom gets upset about medical bills. It was dusk. Oh, like, Sophia, picture this. (laughs) It was dusk as Oakley Yoder and the other summer camp kids hiked back to their tents in Illinois Jackson Falls last July. As the group approached a mound of boulders blocking the path, Oakley, then nine, didn't see the lurking snake mommy until it bit her on the toe. Quote, I was really scared. I thought that I could either get paralyzed or could actually die, the nine-year-old said mommy. Did say what kind of snake it was? Her camp counselor suspected it was a copperhead. That's oh. the kind that are around here in our mountain town. In a hole in the ground, I'm yeah. scared, mommy. Chop off its head, yeah. And knew they needed to get her medical attention as soon as they could. They had to keep her calm and motionless. Right. Yeah. You didn't want the blood pumping faster. Right. Oh, right, right. The total bill was $142,938, Mommy. Did they have insurance? Including 67000 for four vials of antivenom. I could see where that would be expensive. Okay. You know, remember, I want to tell the listeners, remember I went to Dollar General and the guy in the line, he goes, well, I'm loving the the rain because it's going to get them copperheads up and I can get the venom from them. I was like, what? And sell it to the hospital. Yeah. So when it rains around here, the locals uh, get the copperheads and uh, get the venom and sell them to the hospital. Can you believe that, mom? Maybe I'll do that. No. 55,000 was charged for air ambulance support. So the airlifting. Overpri- both of those things are overpriced. The venom, okay, I'll go for spending a lot of money for 67, that. 67000 when the guy from Dollar General gets it. I, uh, that's way too much. 10000 would have been plenty. See, you're like, you hate the stuff. Like, I yeah, hate the... this is terrible. Okay, fifty five for the air ambulance, then what else? Uh, the balance included a ground ambulance charge. The fee at the hospital. And the hospital, physicians, and this and that. And see, if you're in the hospital and uh, you're laying there because you just had this serious operation. Take Sylvia, for instance, had this stroke. Mom's sister just had a stroke and her brother fell off a ladder in the same day. So anyway, this Dr. Smith comes in because he's right. on call that day or something. And he comes in takes a look at Sylvia. <laughs> Sylvia gets a bill from Dr. Smith. Mm-hmm. When uh, the heart doctor, because she had a heart problem, the heart doctor comes in, Dr. Jones, she gets a bill from Dr. Jones. If they're there five minutes Mm. and they just look in and say, oh, she's not my patient, I'll turn her over to Dr. Smith, who's a heart specialist. They get another bill. Sylvia gets, or her insurance company get another bill. In this case, in this case. You could go on and on about this for days. Right. It's just wrong, wrong, wrong. It really upsets you. It's wrong. Sorry for our dog's breathing. I don't know what his problem is. It's hot for him. Jesse Smollett will not be returning to the Empire TV show as of now. Is that uh, final or is that we'll see in the future? They said for now. Oh. So who knows? Yeah. Mom uh, used to be a big fan of, of Jesse. Yeah, I was. He was he's got a beautiful voice, great singer. And it's Mom's idea on one of our past episodes, she thought that he should do community service by going on a nursing home singing, dancing tour because he's so right. talented. Mom right. loved him. Right. I mean, you still may love him. I don't know. I don't want to put words in your mouth. Right. Yes, I agree with that. That's what I think he should do. And uh, use some of that talent that God gave him. To bring light to the world. Right, yeah. Mommy? Like you, you play the guitar. I'd love mm. to be able to play the guitar, and I can't. Right. And so you use the gift that you've got to, to sit in my room and implode. <laughs> okay. Oh, yes. This is sad, Mommy. Ricky Schroeder arrested for felony domestic violence second time in 30 days, Mommy. That's sad. Best known for his role in uh, Silver Spoons TV show and The Champ movie starring John Voight and Faye Dunaway. That's where I remember him from. He was like 10. For a long time, they called that the saddest scene in a movie whenever like he was crying and something. I don't know. I never saw it. The saddest scene was um, when Lassie died. The saddest scene was where the red fern grows. And uh, the other one... Um, oh, Hachi. 
Oh, oh yeah, that too. But this is no, this is uh, with Owen Colin. Wilson. Now this is before your time. It was a little boy, and he had a dog that got. Uh, that I think they had to shoot him. Oh God! Back in them days. Anyway, Rick Schroeder, because he doesn't go by Ricky anymore. Yeah, he's wrong. Rick Schroeder is in jail after an early morning bus for allegedly striking his girlfriend, Ma. Mm -hmm. Cops got called around 12.43 a.m. for a domestic incident for the, quote, NYPD Blue and Silver Spoon star home. When they arrived, they spoke to his girlfriend. Schroeder was then arrested on felony domestic violence. Felony, that's pretty... Heavy. We're told deputies went to his home again a little after midnight after he allegedly punched his girlfriend in the face as she tried to leave their home. Let her go. Bye. So you right. If someone's trying to leave, oh, trust. I will not be trying to beg them to stay. Mm-mm. So let's move on. It's sad. That is sad. And Ugh. second time in 30 days, the judge ought to order them two to stay away from each other. I'm sure he was drinking, and there was probably all that kind of stuff involved. And But I don't know. I'm just speculating. Yeah. Okay, Britney Spears update. We love yeah. Brit Brit. Uh-huh. And if you heard our show last week, and if you've been paying attention to the news, uh, her father has a conservatorship of her. Uh, this free Britney thing broke, and this conspiracy, and then now all of a sudden they let her out of the mental facility that she was being held in. Britney Spears is leaps and bounds from where she emotionally was weeks ago. And although she is not out of the woods yet, the singer is getting back to her normal routine, Mom. Good. I'm glad. For weeks, a grassroots movement has been accusing Spears' team of holding the womanizer singer against her will. But after being seen around town multiple times since checking out of her treatment facility, she appears to be enjoying her freedom, Mommy. There she is, Good. driving and talking on the phone at the same time. Okay. They should get written up about that. She looks happy. A source on Spears' team says, quote, Well, she's certainly out driving and living her life, which is what all of these people who don't understand anything about what's going on with her have been arguing she hasn't been able to do. Hmm. While living her life, Spears has been running errands near her home in Thousand Oaks. I know exactly where she lives, Mom. Mm-hmm. It's a very nice home, and Cher used to own that home, actually. Mm. Yep. Okay. And she's been driving around with her chaperone. Oh, probably like a sober companion, what yeah. I used to do, Mom. Yeah. Spears appears to be driving and talking on her cell phone. As a source admitted, it wasn't the best move. Her dad's probably like, oh, that's why we have the conservatorship. Because she drives and talks on the phone. Right. Who cares? We love Brit Brit. So she's hanging out with her kids and enjoying life with her, I guess, probably sober companion person. Good. Well, I'm glad she's getting out and about. Now the second step will be put that phone down when you're driving. Especially <laughs> yeah. if you've got your kids in the car. Do you like Brittany? Yeah. Good. And she's very talented. Oh, I love her. She's just the best. I mean, yeah. she could be a horrible person. I don't know. Right. Mm-hmm. But, I mean... Like Lindsay Lohan, for instance. Oh, Mommy... Is no. that too ugly? Yes. I shouldn't have said that. No. Well, strike that. You don't like Lindsay uh, Lohan. No. I love Lindsay Lohan. No. But Brittany, I like Brittany. I think I have more sympathy than you do for people. Who's the other blonde kid about her age that sings and dances? It's Christina Aguilera. Yeah. that's She's a talent. Two. I get those two mixed up. She's a true talent. I mean, mm-hmm. not that Brittany isn't, but Christina's yeah. voice, if I had to say, is better than Brittany's. Yeah. Well... They're both good. They're both good. Okay, on to the next story, Mom. You're going to love this. Alex Trebek talks cancer and depression. I just take it as it comes. Mom and I watch Jeopardy every day and are following this Alex Trebek thing. Alex Trebek, the longtime host of Jeopardy, appeared on Good Morning America on Wednesday for his interview about his experience with stage four pancreatic cancer, including his struggle with depression during chemotherapy, mom. Quote, my oncologist tells me I'm doing well, even though I don't always feel it. And he said sometimes after he has chemo, which is every three weeks, I think he said. Quote, I have kidney stones. I have a ruptured disc. So I'm used to dealing with pain, he said. But what I'm not used to dealing with is these surges that come on suddenly of deep, deep sadness. And it brings tears to my eyes. Cheryl Wrighton used to get that. One of mom's friends, her best friend, Mm -hmm. who recently passed. Mm -hmm. 
Mr. Trebek said he often felt depressed the day after chemotherapy treatment. He said he was scheduled to undergo another round of chemotherapy next week and then see where things stand. Does that mean he may not continue treatment? What do you see where things Could stand? Could be the doctor, if they show no signs of growth in the cancer, that means it's stabilized. So maybe they might not have to use anymore. Maybe what the cancer he did have has shrunk some and they don't have to do any chemo. Right. Or they may say it's spread and we've got to do more chemo. But uh, with him having the chemo, I've noticed uh, he hasn't lost any hair or any uh, eyebrows or anything like that so far. Well, that might have been recorded before he went under. Well, uh, the other morning on Good Morning America, yeah. that was a live interview. Oh, yeah. so you saw it. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Quote, I just take it as it comes, he said. Yeah. It is no big deal. I go in and I sit down, I joke with the nurses, and I'm there for an hour and a half while they inject the stuff into me. Then I go home, have a good day. Then the next day, for no reason that I can fathom, it turns south on me. But that's okay. God, it could be chemo. It could be just the realization of your life could be coming to an end. Who knows what different type of psychological factors and chemicals are playing on your brain. Well, chemo is a poison. Right. That kills the good stuff. As much as it kills the bad stuff. Mm. God. Okay. Let's just move on. Contestants are forbidden from betting certain amounts on Jeopardy, Mom. What? I don't know anything about this. Tell me. Nerds are currently in a tizzy about Jeopardy's reigning champion, James Hullhauser. Yeah. Using hyper-aggressive betting tactics backed with quick quick reflexes and a massive knowledge base, the pro sports better has been breaking records on a near nightly basis and is close to surpassing Ken Jennings' 2.5 million total winnings. Okay, here's some numbers that you're not allowed to bet on Jeopardy, Mom. Like, you know how if you got a daily double and you got to say, okay, I bet this amount. Here's some things that you cannot bet. This is news to me. Mom, this, this is, is before huge. James. This is the way it's always been. So you cannot bet $69 because that's like sexual and like gross. We won't talk about that. You can't bet the devil's number, 666. And you also cannot bet neo Nazi propaganda numbers such as 1488 and 1488. I don't know anything about those numbers. I've never heard those numbers. I, I don't have a clue on and what that is. And this is official, so you cannot bet those amounts. I do know that one of the answers to one of the questions the other, about two weeks ago, was 666. Oh, God. I'm all into, like, I'm not was, into Satanism, well, but I'm into, the, like, uh, seeing The man codes. that almost beat him? Yeah. It was one of his questions. Really? Yeah. I'm into, like, uh, the entertainment industry being into Satanism and all that stuff. Um, Wow. I'm surprised. So, yeah, you can't bet $69, $666, $14, $88, $14.88. What's $14.88? I don't know. They said neo-Nazi propaganda numbers. I have no idea, Mom. We'll have to look that up. I don't know anything about that. Okay, move along. All right, I thought you'd think that was really interesting. Yeah, it is. Okay, Mom, you know what that music means. Current events. No, we already did current events. It's the true crime portion, Mom. She never remembers that, ever. True crime portion. Okay. Okay. Teen Mom star Janelle Evans, who I don't know what that show is, and I don't know who she is at all. Teen Mom Star. Teen Mom Star, Janelle oh, yeah. Evans. That was on TLC, being a teenager and being pregnant. Yeah. Okay. Excuse me. Her husband shoots and kills the family dog, Ma. Yep, check this out. Teen Mom 2 star, Janelle Evans, has come under fire after her husband reportedly shot and killed her French bulldog for biting their two year old daughter. French bulldog, that's the kind of dog. Um, Little. Pushed in those. Laura Ingalls, Ingalls Wilder had, the real one, and no, uh, no. also uh, Helen Keller. Yeah. That's the kind of dog she had. Okay. The Blast reported that Evans' husband, Davis Easton, fatally shot her dog Tuesday in North Carolina. Oh, that's where we live. So basically what happened, Ma, I saw the video, and here's what happened. 
the um the little girl was on the couch with the dog and she went to go kiss the dog mm. and the dog went and just yapped her on the cheek it didn't break the skin it didn't do anything like that and he took it outside and beat it and then shot it mom shooting it would have been enough not to god oh, i didn't say that people <laughs> <laughs> well that's wrong he should not the dog shouldn't have done it but they're an animal that's all thing. They're an it's an animal. animal. Like what no matter how do? good and how smart those little bulldogs are, and they are, they um, that shouldn't have happened. But I don't care if it had broke skin and had stitches; it still wouldn't deserve to be shot. Yeah, it should have been just taken to humane society or something. Quote: I don't give a d a m n what animal bites my baby on the face, whether it's your dog or mine. A dog is a dog, and I don't put up with that S-H-I-T at all. That's what he said. Oh, yes, you're going to like this. On with the true crime portion. Quote, I'm still in love with Charles Manson. Oh, brother. Almost 50 years later, Lynette Squeaky from still can't get over the infamous cult leader, Mom. Lynette Squeaky from a devoted follower of the late Charles Manson, said she still loves the notorious cult leader, despite the grisly murders he directed and his family members to carry out nearly 50 years ago. Quote, I don't think you fall out of love. I feel very honored to have met him, and I know how that sounds to people who think he's the epitome of evil. According to the New York Post, she was considered one of the cult leader's most faithful followers. God. Yeah, she's the one, I think, that carved the uh, Nazi symbol in her forehead like he did the first time. Oh, I don't think any of the other girls did it. But didn't she turn state's evidence and get out of jail early? Isn't she out of jail? God, she had an assassination attempt on President Ford. Oh, yeah, that's right. She was just all over the place. She tried to contact Jimmy Page from Led Zeppelin. Oh, Lord. In 1979, she was transferred out of the Federal Correction Institution, Dublin, for attacking a fellow inmate with a hammer. Mom, this chick is out of control. Yeah. On December 23rd, 1987, she escaped prison camp in West Virginia, attempting to meet Manson, who had testicular cancer. She was captured two days later and incarcerated at the Federal Medical Center in Fort Worth, Texas. She continued to profess total allegiance to Manson. She first became eligible for parole in 2005 and was entitled by federal law to a mandatory hearing after 30 days, but she could waive that hearing to apply for a release of a later date. She was granted parole in July 2008, but was not released because of the extra time added to her sentence for a 1987 prison escape. Lord, Mom, this Mm -hmm. lady. She was released on parole on August 14th, 2009 and moved to Marcy, New York, where she lives in a house decorated with skulls with her boyfriend, Robert Valdner, who pled guilty to manslaughter in 1988. Oh, my God. And see that other girl, um, Leslie Van Houten, Mm. she's 60-something, or she's 70-something now, and she's been in there all this time. They won't let her out on parole, and she's been teaching school and everything for years in prison. But this lady gets out. And this lady, they let this thing out? I'm scared of this lady, Mom. Right, and Leslie Van Houten, I don't believe with her to fly now. God. And the other woman, uh, I forget her name, she died of brain cancer in prison. Mm. Lord, oh, Lord. So, I don't know. It seems like every week we have Casey Anthony news. Will Casey Anthony's parents lose their home? Uh Uh-huh. Depositions begin in battle to save their house. Remember, we covered it a couple months ago, how they were going through uh, something with their house. Foreclosure. The parents of Casey Anthony continue their legal battle to keep their home where their granddaughter, Kaylee, was last seen alive. On April 12th, the video recorded depositions of George and Cindy Anthony's home foreclosure case have begun and will be released to the public as ordered by the judge in the case. Those poor people. I know. Who in the heck? They, that was their daughter. They didn't kill the baby. I and they're trying to save their house. Why does it got to be made public? Right. Well, that's public knowledge, but why it's in the news, who knows? Well, we're even perpetuating the problem. Yeah, by even talking f- about we it. We follow the Anthonys. The home is at the same property where Casey Anthony's defense team claimed that Kaylee drowned in the pool. 
Casey was acquitted of murdering her two-year-old daughter, but did serve four years in jail for lying to the police. In the foreclosure case, the bank argued that the videotapes from the deposition should be withheld from the public. I think, too. Yeah, I do, too. That's just shaming them. Like, right. You know, them. Mm-hmm. if I was rich, I, I'd, I'd uh, help them all. I'd pay yeah. off their home. Right. So know that. But sorry, I'm not rich. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we're coming to the end of the current events portion, Mom. Is there anything you would like to add to current events? Any afterthoughts? Any different stories? What do you, where are you at? No, I think we've covered it all. Um, except it's tr- starting to turn springtime everywhere, and flowers oh, are beginning to bloom, and it's just mm. with a nice fluffy breeze blowing through. The rivers are flowing. The birds are singing. And I it's mean, it's just ma. beautiful. Out. Uh, Sprang up some several butterflies. Vacation for the rest of our lives is yeah. what we're talking about. Right. Hope Doing so. the show and vacay. Right. This is it. We sat by the pool yesterday for a, a couple hours. Yeah. We listened to music. It was so nice. Okay. So we're on to what we're watching and doing. Huh? I'm looking forward to the Sopranos prequel movie, Mommy. Remember the show The Sopranos? Right. I and obsessively loved it. Part, right? James Gandolfini's son, James. Michael Gandolfini, will be playing prequel Tony Soprano. And if you remember, Ma, James Gandolfini died suddenly at the age of 51 in Rome, June 19th, 2013. With his son with him. After he and his family spent the whole day sightseeing in the sweltering heat, his 13-year-old son Michael discovered him unconscious at around 10 p.m. on the bathroom floor in his hotel, Mom. Michael called reception, who in turn called emergency paramedics. Gandolfini arrived at the hospital at 10.40 p.m. and was pronounced dead 20 minutes later. An autopsy confirmed that he had died of a heart attack. I want to see the Sopranos prequel movie. More than anything, it might even get me to the theater. What? And in June, my movie comes on on HBO. Yes. A Star is Born. Mom my is favorite. Obsessed. I'm obsessed with Bradley Cooper. She loves And his Bradley singing. Cooper. He can sing so good. God, I don't think I can ever watch that movie again. It was so horrifically sad. Mom, mm-hmm. I don't know if you know, but like I was in the theater and snot was running down my nose. I was like bawling. I couldn't control <laughs> myself. I didn't. I think I just got Ugh. maybe a little teary eyed. I didn't cry, really. Well, you're cold. Remember, Dad used to call you cold as ice. I mean, as a joke. Right. Uh, I just, I don't think I could handle it again. I'm, like, starting to sweat thinking about it. God. can't wait. Lady Gaga. Hachi. I couldn't watch Hachi again. No. God, no. Lady Gaga's got a lot going on. Yeah. Okay, let's not talk about her, though. I'm scared. Yeah. I would love to talk about Game of Thrones, Mom, because everybody on the internet is talking about Game of Thrones. I've never seen one episode. Me? sounded like those Renaissance-like period pieces. <laughs> period they piece. wear these funny-looking clothes oh, that Lord. I can't, I just can't. You, you want to be, like, involved. I, right. And you yeah. feel like you can't be involved. It's not believable. Mm, right. If it was murder, they were dressed in modern-day times and war. I'd probably say, oh, yeah, I like this movie. You could put yourself there, but it's hard for you to put yourself there whenever things are medieval. Very, very medieval. I just, I never, I tried to watch it once, and, like, it didn't catch my attention, and I turned it off. Basically, that's what happened to me. Yeah. Okay. Oh, we're on to the announcements section. Okay, so I am doing this new thing in the announcements section. We're going to talk about cool albums that are going to be released. L7 is a band. Whenever I was like 12, I saw a picture of L7 and I was like, that's what I want to do. They just look so cool. They're going to release a new album May 3rd called Scatter the Rats. Oh, great. Sounds interesting. Mm, I saw them in concert, Mommy. L7. Yep. Mm. They are just the bomb toots. Mm -hmm. L7 share lead single Burn Baby from Scatter the Rats, their first new album in 20 years. Mm. Oh, Oh, here it is. Let's see. Let's hear a little bit. Oh. It has classic L7 sound, sort of like Pretend We're Dead with different chords. It's a classic L7 sound. I've never heard this. Look, Mommy, look at them. 
<laughs> I like the psychedelic colors. I let you listen to that Grande thing whenever you were. Mom, I had no parental guidance. I didn't know they had all this kind of stuff. That's I'd have said I wouldn't have let you watch it by the But Mom, me. they're one of the reasons why I picked up a guitar. Yeah, well. Okay. Good comes from something. So it's it's actually I'm very pleased. I've never I haven't heard that yet. I'm very pleased because it sounds like L7. Usually when bands try to make like a comeback or a new album, they try to sound like what's happening now as opposed to what their sound is like. Right. So I'm very excited for this album. Yeah. Sounds like L7. Good. Well, I'm glad. You okay. Like good. good. I'm glad you didn't keep me from L7. Yeah, me too. Mom, I listened to Ozzy Osbourne. I, had, I could do anything I wanted when I was little. Black Mountain has a new album coming out called Destroyer. Oh, yes. Josephine Wiggs, mom, the original bass player for The Breeders, has a new solo album coming out. Oh, interesting. Yes. Mm-hmm. Neil Young is releasing a live concert album from 1973. 80s metal band White Snake has a new album coming out May 10th called Flesh and Blood. White Snake, here I go again on my own. I remember them, yeah. They're great. Announcements. Yes, we already said it was going to be my birthday on May 7th. I want to go to a uh, a place here locally. It's called The Social, and they play live music and have food. And then I told everybody at my grocery store job it's my birthday, and then, like, this snowball effect happened of, like, this possible party happening. So we'll see. I really don't know. I can have zero friends here or 50. I really have no idea. This is a new town, Mom. Right. Oh, yeah. So next week we'll be ending the show with Basic Instinct movie trivia. And it may seem strange, but Mom and I were brainstorming yesterday by the pool on what movie has both my generation and her generation seen that we already haven't done trivia on. And we figured the 1992 movie Basic Instinct starring Sharon Stone and Michael Douglas. I feel like everybody my age has seen that and everybody your age has seen that. Yeah. So we're going to do, I'll ask you the trivia. Okay. Basic Instinct. Yeah, with Sharon Stone and them. Yeah. Okay, shout out section, Ma. Right. Cousin Dina, you guys. To put it lightly, she had a rough, rough week. We're not going to go into details, but just please send positive thoughts her way. She had a horrible week, y'all. Love you, Dana. Dina, we love you big time, forever. Oh, yeah. Shout out to my friend Diane from L.A., who sends me interesting news stories. We used to work together at the grocery store in L.A., and she's a secret genius mom. She used to work for like NASA or Boeing or something. And she's like one of the smartest people I've ever met. But she works at the grocery store. Yeah. You know what? She got in trouble. Sure. She got in trouble one time for not smiling enough. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? Yeah. She's like Kristen Stewart. Yeah. Uh, but she sends me news stories. So hi, Diane. Say hi to Diane. Mike. Hi, Diane. She loves the show. Okay, so now that pretty much sums up the show, but we're going to do the outro with the high fidelity movie quiz. So people my age and maybe a little older or younger, you know, gosh, I'm judging people based on their age. This is a very cool movie, Ma. Okay, high fidelity is from the year 2000, Mommy. It's an American romantic comedy drama film directed by Stephen Frears. It stars John Cusack, Ivan something, I can't pronounce that last name, Mom, Jack Black, Todd Luiso, and Lisa Bonet. The film is based on a 1995 British novel by the same name by Nick Hornby. Okay? Okay. So are you ready? And this song is 13th Floor Elevators, You're Gonna Miss Me. And I love the 13th Floor Elevators, Mommy. They're one of my favorite bands. And this is the song that opens the show. The movie. Okay. Okay, so we'll turn it off. Okay, are you ready to ask me and the people at home trivia so they can play along? Yes. Ask me the questions, Mommy. Here we go. Who wrote the book on which the movie is based? Oh, God, Nick Hornby. I just read it. Okay, so sorry. I didn't mean to blurt that out. I usually give the people at home time to answer. I just was so excited. Okay, people at home, let's do this together. Where is the movie set? Chicago... London, New York, or Philadelphia? Oh, God. Uh, Philadelphia. I really don't know. 
here. It's not touchscreen, Mom. <laughs> that was hilarious, though. That was hilarious. What are the names of the two assistants in Rob's record store? Dick and Ian, Barry and Dick, Barry and Ray, Vince and Justin. Barry and Dick. What is the first thing we hear at the start of the movie? Mm. Rob's voice, a door slamming, You're Gonna Miss Me mm. by the 13th Floor Elevators, the hiss and crackle of a record player. You're Gonna Miss Me by 13th Floor Elevators, one of my favorite bands. What kind of debate did Barry want to start by playing Katrina mm. and the Waves song Walking on Sunshine. Okay. Top five songs about the weather. Top five songs about death. Top five records to cheer you up. Top five records to play on Monday morning. People at home, I think we know this. Top five records to play on a Monday morning. Which song does Rob not say that he wants played at his funeral? Mm. Many rivers to cross. Angel, you can't always get what you want. You're the best thing that ever happened to me. No clue, and I know his character, but I can't even think. I'm just gonna say Angel. People at home, I'm, I'm embarrassed. According to Rob, the secret of making great compilation tape to start with a killer to grab attention and then what? Cool it a notch, keep the energy going, have an even better one. Take up a notch. I'm going to say take it up a notch. I can't remember exactly. Okay, we're almost done. Gosh. According to the movie, who was Rob's very first girlfriend? Allison Ashworth, Allison Ashton, Allison Ashley, Allison Ashmore. This is like genius level. Gosh, I'm embarrassed. Allison Ashworth. Oh God, I'm embarrassed. Which actress played Charlie? Ibn Hilga, Lisa Bonet, Sarah Gilbert, mm. Catherine Zeta-Jones. Oh uh, God, I'm gonna say Lisa Bonet. The number one thing that Rob misses about Laura is her sense of humor. She has the best all-time laugh in the history of all-time laughs. How does he say she laughs? Like a song, from her stomach, from her whole body, from her head to toe. I believe it's whole body. I remember that part. Okay, this is it. People at home, submit my answers. Who wrote the book, which is based on the movie Nick Hornby? We got it right, Ma. Hornby also wrote Fever Pitch, which was made into a movie starring Colin Firth. Okay, where's the movie set? I said Philadelphia, but it was Chicago. Three, I got this right. What are the names of the two assistants in the store, Barry and Dick? That's, uh, yeah. Oh, I got this one wrong. What is the first thing we hear at the start of the movie? I said, you're gonna miss me by 13th floor elevators. It said wrong. We hear the record player and then the song starts. Aww. See, this is a... Uh, well Catchy, quick, right? Gotta be quick. Okay, what kind of debate did Barry want to start by playing Katrina and the Wave song? I got it right. Top five records to play on a Monday morning. Okay, which song does Rob not say he once played at his funeral? I said Angel. I just guessed. Right. The correct answer was you can't always get what you want. I got this one right, Ma. According to Rob, the secret of making a great compilation tape was to start with a killer to grab attention and then take it up a notch. Ugh, I got the next two wrong. According to the movie, who was Rob's very first girlfriend, I said Allison Ashworth, and it was Allison Ashmore. Mm. Which actress plays Charlie? I said Lisa Bonet, which I kind of knew was wrong. No, oh, yeah, it was Catherine Zeta-Jones. Okay, we're almost done. This is the last one. The number one thing that Rob misses about Laura is her sense of humor and blah, blah, blah. She laughs with her whole body. I got it right. Very good. So I got How many out of ten? five out of ten, Mom. I half remembered what I saw in that movie. Yeah. Hey, that's okay. I love the movie. You didn't lose a million dollars because of it. <laughs> okay, so that's the end. Do you have anything else that you want to add? We're done with the show this week because we're back on doing it weekly, people. 
No, I just want everybody to be nice to everybody else. Yeah, that's what it's about. And it's springtime and enjoy, get outside and just thank God for these lovely days. Amen, Ma. You know what's so funny is when we were doing the show in L.A., we never said anything like that. But now that we're out here, we're like, let's go outside. Let's play in the river. Let's look at the trees, (laughs) the butterflies. Yeah, right. I mean, it takes us 15 minutes to get from one end of town to the other. Well, we went to the Kern. We went to... um, In California, the Kern River. Franklin Canyon Park. So, I mean, we we did get to play in the water some. Yeah, but we're in the mountains now. Yeah. We're in the mountains. And we love L.A. God, L.A. did me good. I am not talking bad about L.A. glad we're not there anymore. You were in the mountains. All right, so anything else to say to your listeners? Oh, go to monoano.com. There's plenty of stuff to entertain you there if you're bored. M-O-N-O-O-N-N-O.com. It's got music there that I do, our show, live webcams we watch, and we're going to be live streaming. Also, when we get in our mobile home. Let's um, think about it. Think about those happy thoughts. Yeah, think about happy thoughts, people. Mm-hmm. Is that it, Ma? That's it. Okay. Bye, everybody. Email us. Keep those cards and letters coming in, Keep folks. the cards and letters coming in.